Good morning, church family. All right, so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. And if you're a guest, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, I would ask you, if you would, please, uh, right in front of you, hopefully somewhere, there's a care card, an ink pen, and we would appreciate it if you'd fill out that portion, your name and address, your phone number, if you don't mind giving us that. And if there's somebody you want us to be praying for or send a get well card or something to, or if that person would like for me to make a visit, well, uh, you put that information on there, and uh, we would appreciate your cooperation there. We have several that has announcements this morning, and so if you would, I know John wants to be first, so John, you come on, and rest of you, just be right here to make those announcements where we can get right along with it. Thank you. Good morning, church. Some, some people have been asking, well, why are you not singing in the choir anymore? I haven't resigned. I've been uh, teaching the children on Sunday morning, okay, during their worship time all, all of the month of August. So that's where I've been, and that's where I'm going to have to uh, hurry up and get to in just a minute. But what I'm here is just to, hit, to say this morning is that whether you're a parent, a grandparent, or somebody who just loves children, what we would like to do is to get enough helpers where you would only have to help like one time a month, one Sunday a month. That's all we're really asking, especially at night during our KFC class. We need some help there. And also on Sunday mornings we need help. But if we get enough people to sign up, there's going to be a volunteer sign-up board over here in the children's wing. It's going to be established, I think, maybe by next week. So go by there and see where you can plug in. We need your help. Listen, this kids' ministry is growing, and we need your help, please. And if we get enough, like I say, you would only have to do it once a month. And what you got to do is just show up and help. That's it. The lesson's already planned by the teacher, and all you got to do is show up and make the, the uh, activities happen and things like that. So if, you, if you're interested in that, we would, would welcome you. We really need your help in the children's ministry. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to be as quick as I can, but I got... Where did that come from? I don't know. Did you do that? Bless you. Okay. Wow. Okay. Here we are. Uh, in your bulletin this morning, you should have seen a handout that had a list for deacons. And uh, uh, they are the, the ones that's been nominated to serve uh, beginning uh, next month, for a term of three years, we're going to ask you next Sunday to vote for three of them. We need to fill three three positions, and we have four names on there. So if you would take the time to uh, look over that, pray about that for the next week, and come next week prepared to vote on that um, uh, as well. Also, yeah. Uh, in the vestibule and in the back in the commons area is our leadership roster for the next church year, uh, beginning which begins again in September. Uh, we'd ask you, if you don't already have one, to take one per family. And uh, again, look over that. Check it out good. Uh, pray over that for the next week. Uh, we're going to vote on that next Sunday as well. If there are any changes uh, that need to be amended, uh, the, uh, the nominating committee will take care of that, if, and those uh, 
uh, are Darlene Butch, Sue Jordan, uh, Kim Goss, John Thompson. So see them between now and next Sunday, if you will, if there needs to be any changes so we can we can vote on that. Okay. Um, very quickly, uh, on September the 13th, uh, working with the uh, uh, Building and Grounds Committee, the deacons, we're going to repaint our drive-through breezeway over here. That's going to require all the posts to be sandblasted and then repainted. We've got a contractor to come in and sandblast it and another contractor to come in and paint it. But the Finance Committee has asked us to combine the two to present to you. Um, and the, the, the amount of money that that's going, those two contracts are going to be is, I think, it's $2,474, $2,474. Uh, and uh, we're going to ask you to, to vote on that next week so we can get that, that going as well. Uh, the reason we're bringing it to you is it's over the amount that can be approved by the deacon body. Um, another thing, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a housekeeping chore, if you will. Um, this year's budget that we've been working on is, is basically a mirror image from the previous year. Due to the pandemic, as you well know, the church wasn't, we weren't having church, so uh, the committees just had to, had to put together what they, they best could. And as, as everyone knows, uh, now that uh, we're, as a nation, we're trying to get started back up, prices are through the roof on everything, everything. So uh, I said all that to say that our uh, youth uh, restricted funds, uh, once we got through with the, the uh, mission trip in Texas, are zeroed out. Uh, we're asking you to approve the finance committee. We don't need we don't need you to give. I mean, you can give if you want to, but we, what we're going to ask the church to do is to approve just moving three thousand dollars from our general fund over to the restricted youth. Now, I can tell you, Mac and his his staff, they're not going to just sit on this. They're going to create fundraisers to regenerate the funds that they need, but. This is just a procedural thing to keep our accounting straight. So we're going to ask you to approve the moving of that $3,000 from general fund to restricted fund. Again, we're doing that because uh, that's over the amount of money that the deacons can approve. The last thing is uh, by recommendation of the finance committee, uh, they're going to ask you to approve adjusting the spending cap for the deacon body to be uh, put at $3,000. That will allow us to, to take care of some things uh, and, and not have to bring it all, all the time to uh, the, de uh, the, the church body for, for approval. Uh, but bear in mind, uh, at the end of the day, we, we want there to be absolute transparency in all that we're doing. Okay. I know that was a lot, so um, if you have any questions uh, after church, just see me and I'll try to try to get it straight for you, okay? That's all yours. Uh, Heather asked me to give an update on Izzy. Um, I wasn't really prepared to, but if a very pregnant wife asks you to do something, that's not really a request at that point. So <laughs> our love offering totaled out at about $2,155 last week. That was wow. awesome. Uh, she wanted to say thank you. Uh, Izzy is home now, temporarily. 
she, you know, Heather told a little bit about her story last week. And um, so she has to have multiple surgeries. Her leg's still in pretty bad shape. But for her mental health and also due to a COVID outbreak that was on uh, the wing that she was in in the hospital, they sent her home uh, temporarily. Like, hey, we just need to get this girl out of here. She's coming back in a week or two for another surgery, but they want her out of the hospital. So we had about 48 hours notice. Uh, but uh, I don't know if Heather mentioned it or not, but Ashlyn's one of my softball girls. She's been playing for me <clears throat> for a few years. So some of the dads uh, of the team and myself, a few of the moms, uh, we went Friday night and uh, yesterday, put a wheelchair ramp up. She was able to get up and down, so she's comfortable in, in her home now. Uh, she can get in and out. They're, uh, they're in much better spirits. Uh, Heather's been going and visiting with her every few days in Greenville. I haven't seen her. Uh, just pictures of her, and uh, just when I saw her in her own bed yesterday, she was in really, really good spirits, so that was a good thing. Uh, so she just wanted me to give you an update on that, and uh, thank you for uh, everybody giving. Uh, it was it was wonderful, wonderful ministry tool for us to just love on this family. Uh, the, the look on their face, the difference it'll make in their lives, um, it really shows them Jesus. And uh, she thanks you, I thank you, uh, so thank you, everybody. This morning is a little sad, and if I cry, it's okay. Y'all can cry with me or you can laugh, whatever you do. Um, um, Susan, is. this is her last Sunday this morning with us. She is going on to another church, another ministry, and so we need to be in prayer for her as she goes to help them and be in prayer for our music committee as they are still searching. So. Um, we just, if you would, just join me and giving her a round of applause for everything she's done for us. Also, someone lost some money right back here in the Commons area. If you can tell me how much it is, I'll give it to you. If nobody comes forward, I'm gonna put it in the offering plate. It's all up. It's mine and it's all if this thing goes off one more time, I want something done, okay? I'm not going to try to preach and somebody shooting a gun at me. All right? Okay, let me bring you up to date on some stuff right quick. Uh, our playground uh, was announced to us uh, that we needed $52,000. And I'm happy to report to you at this point we have $46,500. Uh, so we praise God for that. <clears throat> also, next Sunday evening, uh, we're going to have our river baptism. And uh, I don't know how many we have right now. It's somewhere 8 to 10 or maybe even more. Um, but what we're asking you to do, we have rented Chalram Park from 4 o'clock until dark. Now, if you're driving over there, it's $3 a car. Uh, Brother Tim uh, Copeland and I went up and picked out a good place uh, to do the baptism. as a beach area. Uh, the uh, swinging bridge is right there beside it. And so what we're uh, asking, uh, Brother Mac is going to be uh, driving the bus. We're going to leave here with the bus at 3.30. So if you want to ride the bus as an elderly person, that's me, but I'm not going to ride the bus, okay? Uh, be here, ready to pull out at 3.30. And uh, Brother Tim talked to the park ranger, 
uh, and as far as I know, it's still a go that the bus won't be charged. So all the older folk that we can put on the bus, and then he said any of the young'uns that wanted to ride the bus would just pack on there and fill up the aisle. So uh, hopefully everything will go well. Uh, we'll be there by 4 o'clock. Uh, baptism somewhere around 4.30, and then a church-wide picnic in the shelter. Uh, the church is furnishing the meat, uh, the drinks, the ice, and the paper goods, and we're asking you to bring uh, covered dishes with good, delicious food in it. And uh, listen to me now, I don't want to be in a hurry next Sunday. If anything that tears these one nerve up is people getting in a hurry uh, to clean up and get out of there. Now, if it's raining next Sunday morning, we'll talk about it, whatever we're going to do, okay? But keep that in mind uh, for those who want to be baptized uh, next Sunday uh, in the river. Okay, Ernest is here, uh, not here, uh, but we went and picked him up in commerce last evening, went to Cracker Barrel and Eat, and then drove to our house and got him checked in the African room, and uh, he was up early this morning. We fed him breakfast, and he's at Popper Springs uh, Baptist Church this morning preaching, and he will be here tonight uh, at our 6 o'clock service to share with us. Uh, also, now this is a big need, okay? Uh, we bought a car uh, probably, I don't know, five or six months ago uh, for him to take back to Africa. It's a little four-wheel drive, a Suzu, and it's sitting at the house, and I have put stuff in there. Uh, I'm going to keep packing stuff in there and just leave room for a driver. Now, we can't drive the car to Atlanta because we don't have no tag and no insurance. So what I'm looking for is a car hauling flatbed trailer and somebody with a heavy enough duty truck and young enough to drive in Atlanta traffic, and it ain't me. Uh, uh, but uh, Travis, uh, I think he's done stepped out, but he said he had a trailer, no problem. But we do, we need a, you know, a good-sized truck that'll pull a trailer, and haul this car to be taken out there one day this week. Uh, now, I don't know what day that's going to be, but I need somebody this morning to say, hey, I've got the truck, and I'll do the driving. So if you will keep that in mind, um, uh, Brother Ray Lewis has donated his pickup truck for Ernest to, to drive around while he is here uh, for two weeks. And uh, so he'll be in and out and hauling stuff. Now, this is a very short notice here. If you got any bed sheets, comforters, shoes, uh, anything you want to bring tonight, uh, just bring it and put it in the commons area, and, and we'll pick it up tonight and carry it and put it in this car. I'm just trying to pack this car out, uh, but it, the car is ready to go. Uh, we bought the car from uh, Austin Goss, and uh, so the little Isuzu is on his way as soon as possible. Uh, to Cameroon, Africa, and he's excited about that car because it'll be used to go out in the bush where you have to have four-wheel drive to get there. Um, does anybody else have anything that needs to be made mention of? I know this has been a lot. Ma'am? Yes, ma'am.
God bless you. Okay. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for being our Father. Lord, we thank you for prayers. We thank you for answered prayers. We thank you that your word says you hear the cries of your children. Lord, I pray that you would just bless in this service today. Some folk might say there's too many announcements. But Lord, this church is rolling for you. And God, I thank you for every member, for every guest that's in this room today. Bless those, Lord. I pray for any in this room that might be lost today without you as their Savior. Lord, that you'd speak to their hearts today. I pray for any of our guests that might be looking for a church home. If this is it, Lord, reveal it to them. And Lord, for Susan, we thank you for her. And as she leaves us, Lord, I pray that you bless her in her new ministry. We thank you for all that's been going on, all that will be doing. We do pray for Ernest this morning as he speaks at Poplar Springs. And as he comes back tonight. And Lord, you know the needs that we have. So we're asking you to meet those needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The great psalmist tells us to come before his presence with singing. So let's do that this morning as we stand and sing all creatures of our God and King.
Let us pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we just come thanking you, Lord, for all the many blessings you bestow upon us, Lord. You give us so much to us and things that we don't deserve, Lord, and you answer our prayers when we come to you, and we appreciate that. We just give you the praise and glory for everything that you bless us with, Lord. And we just come now just to the time to give back to you, Lord. You ask for so little in return, and you do so much for us, Lord. Just open our hearts and let us be free givers and use this money for the upbuilding of thy kingdom, Lord. Go with us, guide us, and direct us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. a little bit. <laughs> so, Ken, thank you so much. Um, let me take this moment to say thank you for welcoming me into your arms and into your fellowship of your church. This has been a very special um, time in my ministry, being with you at First Baptist Westminster. And one day when I'm old, <laughs> uh, I want to sit and write my story about all the churches that I've served and I can promise you that while it may be a short chapter, it will be one of my favorites. But thank you for loving me, and I'm just grateful for this church, what I've seen going on here. 
and the leadership and the love that goes on in helping each other, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep that up. Keep looking at Jesus as the prize for your high calling. And uh, I'll just I'll stay in touch with you, and I look for great things to continue to go on here at First Baptist Westminster. But thank you again. You've got an awesome choir. <laughs> you know that. But thank you, choir, for putting up with me. I love you all. Love you all. Thank you. Um, I need to fire my secretary. She's not very good. Uh, we have a mistake, not really a mistake, but we had a change in our bulletin. So you have a, um, I failed to call Jeannie to make the change, but you have amazing grace in your bulletin. We're going to change that to wonderful grace of Jesus. Cassie has the correct words on the screen. So if you'll just stand and sing what she's got for us on the screen, we'll be on, on pitch and uh, on the right song. And I'll tell my secretary to get straightened out. <laughs> that would be me. Okay. Wonderful grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin. How shall my tongue describe it? Where shall the praise begin? Taking away. 
I invite you this time to come to the altar for prayer. Um, Brother Travis Bryant will be leading us this morning. Uh, of course, we need to continue to remember our government officials. I don't have to tell you that our entire world is at, at unrest. Uh, we need to pray for our military, our law enforcement, our doctors and nurses, our teachers, our students, the bus drivers, our principals, our farmers, and we praise God for the rain that he has sent. And pray for our choir, our fire and rescue people, the family of Mr. Billy Martin, and let me share with you what I know about that. Um, they're to go this afternoon or this morning uh, to make the arrangements what they're hoping for Tuesday morning, uh, a graveside-only service. And uh, they're asking you, uh, all of us as a church family, uh, to not visit the home because of COVID, okay? Uh, Miss Dodd is not well, and uh, Robert is there also, uh, but just pray for them. And as far as food goes, um, uh, their family is very small, so uh, I think we're holding off that, but I, I know Linda will be on top of whatever we're doing uh, in that way. Uh, but just pray for the family of Mr. Billy. Uh, I was privileged to go to the hospice house. I was there around 2 o'clock. And, uh, of course, he passed around 4. Uh, so pray for the uh, Randall and Gina uh, with the load they have. Um, because now, uh, you know, the question is, what's going to happen to Miss Dot and Robert? So really pray uh, for them with this situation. Also, Donna Boucher, Jada Fisher. Louise Edwards, Darlene Butts, Judy Davis, um, the family of Annette Graham, um, Carrie Rogers, Patricia Robinson, and uh, you all know the situation if you're watching the news of Afghanistan and um, Lynn and I, of course, we just barely got out of Africa. I can't imagine what those people behind the enemy lines are experiencing. I made mention Wednesday night is probably more praying going out of Afghanistan now than ever has been. We have missionaries there. There are many missionaries there, not, not just Southern Baptists, uh, but they said that they are, uh, they are killing those. If they catch them with a Bible and or their phone, with the Bible app on it. It's, it's, it's horrible, y'all. I can't imagine uh, things being uh, like they are. But let's just pray. Pray hard for that. And our military that are there. Um, also last evening, one of our home missionaries, um, Sharon McCormick, uh, they were based in Atlanta for a good while, her and her husband Jack. And she was heavily involved in working with uh, the sex trafficking of our young girls. And now they are in Clayton, Georgia. And I talked with uh, Jack last evening. He has cancer and he's facing surgery. And so just pray uh, for these. These are our home missionaries, um, Jack and Sharon uh, McCormick. You pray for the choir this morning. You pray for the reading of God's word, uh, the preached word. And uh, thank you all for those of you who are at the 
altar at this time. So, Travis, you come, son, and lead us. Before I pray, I want to tell you something real quick. Generally, when I'm a member of the deacon body and lead us in intercessory prayer time, I wear actual pants, uh, collared shirt, you know, the whole deal, beard, trim, haircut. If you can't tell, I was just blissfully unaware I was deacon of the week this week, so I apologize. Uh, lucky for me and lucky for all of us, uh, our prayers are not predicated on how we look, uh, how we talk. Uh, so if I'm not eloquent, if I'm not attractive, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, God's going to hear us, thankful uh, for that, for his grace. Uh, so let's, let's celebrate that by going to him in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. I just uh, thank you for your grace and everything that you give us, even when we don't deserve it, God. Uh, just thank you for a chance to come here and worship you and uh, lay things at the altar, God. I see everybody here this morning. I know they have something on their heart. You know what, what was there before they did, God. I just pray for them. pray for comfort and peace for them and strength. Uh, God, I just... Uh, Thank you for all you've done for us, all the new faces I see this morning, all our visitors and uh, members that are joining us again after COVID. Uh, Lord, we're so tired of the word COVID, but we're just not tired of the word Jesus, God. We're just thankful that we can come here and hear it and hear about you and learn about you. Uh, I just pray for everything that's going to be done here today, that we can uh, hear it and apply it and uh, go outside these walls and spread it, God. And uh, let's pray for Kenny this morning as he brings the word. I pray for... Uh, Miss Susan, as she leads us one last time in her future endeavors, God, I pray that you'd bless her and bless everyone that's with her and grow her ministry and grow the kingdom through her, God. I pray for the Montez family this morning, the Kendrick family, the Martin family. God, those are just the ones that are in my head, but you know what's in my heart. You know what's in all of our hearts, God. You know what's on our prayer list. We just turn it over to you. We thank you for all you've done for us, all you're going to do. We love you and we praise you in Christ's name. Amen.
Thank you, choir. Susan, I think that's the save the best to last. Praise the Lord for the gospel in song. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll be reading three verses, verse 11, and then chapter 6, uh, verses 1 um, and 2. Hopefully you can see that on your screen. I can locate where I'm at. Second Corinthians 5, verse 11. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. Chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. We then as workers together with him, we beseech, we beg you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I helped thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus uh, that you take your holy word today, that you'd burn it within our hearts and our souls, that the need for people to be saved is now. The time is now. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room that we would examine ourselves, that we would make sure that we have invited you into our heart and that we're doing our best to lead others in that way. And God, we'll thank you and praise you for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I asked you, as I asked myself, what is it going to take to turn the world around? Now you think, my goodness, I can't do a thing about the world. Listen to me. You can do something about your school where you're going to school. You can do something about your community, our community here. You can do something about the town that you live in or the community that you live in. You can do something as far as the state goes. Just like our missionaries, they need to be prayed for every day because a lot of them are under attack. A lot of them face hardships every day, and it's up to us to support and pray for them. And as we do, listen, the number one goal is to see people saved. Listen, there's coming a day when this thing's going to be over with. We won't assemble here like we are now. We won't be able to walk around and do what we're doing. We'll be gone as Christians because Jesus is coming back. And when I think about that, so many times I go and I visit and I try to share Jesus with a lost person. And and a lot of the adults will say, no, I'm not interested. And I always try to tell them, you're not telling me no. You're telling Jesus that you don't want him. Now, if you're saved today, you need to, in your heart right now, you need to say, thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. I pray that every morning 
because it's a gift that was given to me at the age of 12. No, I didn't walk with the Lord and talk for the Lord like I should have. I got into things I should not have gotten into. I did things I shouldn't have done. And I'll tell you to your face right now, I'm reaping that which I sowed back there. You'll, you'll never get over that. But you can be forgiven of it. You know, there are some habits that some of us have picked up along the way and through the years. And it's hard to lay them down. It's hard to lay them down. There's people that we mix and mingle with and we love. We enjoy being with them. But probably there are some that you mingle, that we mingle with. We have never asked the question, how do you stand with the Lord? I got a little card that I've started carrying and giving away. On one side it has John 3.16 on it. The other side simply says, when you lay down tonight, if you don't wake up, where will you be? How quick is that? As soon as you quit breathing, as soon as my heart quits beating, and it's over. You and I will be wherever we've prepared to go. Two places, heaven or hell. There are no less than ten men that I pray for every morning that's lost. Out of those ten, there was only one that I can recall that thanked me for sharing Jesus with him. But he didn't get saved. He didn't and still hasn't. But he simply says, thank you, you know, for caring enough. Some people don't know you care because you've never asked that. They probably know you're in church today. They'll see you out in a community on the job tomorrow. In their heart, they might be saying, I wish they would tell me about Jesus. I don't know how to ask them to tell me, but I wish that they would tell me about it. Our world is hurting. According to Scripture, there's more people going to hell today than they are going to heaven. The Bible says that hell hath enlarged herself. The demons, the Bible says that they rise up when someone enters hell. And I've heard people say, hey, I don't care. I don't care where I go. When I die, if I go to hell, so what? I'll be there with my friends. Sad. It, it really bothers me. It troubles me that, that even I sometimes don't have the guts to say, are you saved? Do you know the Lord Jesus? I tell you, the hardest people I have ever in my life witnessed to is my family members that's lost. It's tough. You know why it's so tough? The devil makes it tough because your family members say, well, I remember what you used to be. Well, thank God I'm not what I used to be, okay? I remember what I used to be, 
And now I'm thankful that I'm not what I used to be, and I'm not what I'm going to be, but I'm working on it. You know, i got problems too. I think sometimes that the congregation uh, has no clue what a pastor, I said pastor, I didn't say preacher, what a pastor goes through trying to be all that he can be for his congregation. You know, I'm not the best preacher. I know that. There, there are doctors out there that's a whole lot better than what you got. But I'm all you got right now, so all I ask you to do is to pray for the sorry thing. Now, that he'll become better. It's my responsibility to give you the Word of God, whether it suits me or whether it don't. You don't have to satisfy me. But it's got to satisfy my God. It's got to satisfy my Father. Well, I don't know. I do know, too, where I got this title from. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 2. It says, behold. The word behold simply means look. Look now. Now is the accepted time. So that's my title. Now is the time. I want to take each letter of time. Because it's important. Now is the time that our our attention be turned to God. I mean, hey, what else do we do in this life, okay? I know many of you still work public jobs. You work hard. You work long. Many of you work out in this heat, and it's horrible. Listen, about a half a day is all I can take. And then my, my body says, hey, you can go if you want to, but I ain't going with you because I'm wore out. You know? Many of you are, are privileged, and you've studied. You've worked hard for your education, and you have the privilege of working inside air conditioning. Hey, I remember when there wasn't no air conditioning. We moved in Earl's Grove Parsons. You know what we had? A winder unit. That was it. We hadn't lived there long. I, I went to the deacons. I said, listen, can I, can I, I'll pay for it. Can I install an attic fan in, in the Parsons? Well, sure, we'll buy it. Hey, we put an attic fan in there. Uh, if any of you know what an attic fan is, hey, you open up the windows. And when you flip that thing on the curtains, here they come out, you know. <laughs> And the good old breeze comes blowing through, and the mosquitoes with them. <laughs> hey, and that's what we had. Then I got a squirrel cage fan, built a box around it, and set it in the room where the window unit was, so it will blow down the hall into the boys' room and into our room, it, for, just to have a little comfort at night. Air conditioning. Well, listen, I, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, where you work. God knows where you are. But there are people there that's lost. Are you talking to them? Do they know you care? People don't care how much you know until they know you care. You care enough. Well, when we look at the word time, you should have your outline there before you by now, I hope. It is time to turn to the Lord. Now, two, two, two things here. 
It's time that I as a Christian turn fully to the Lord to be able to share the gospel with the lost. It's also time that the lost person turn their life over to Jesus. Now let me ask you this. Now listen, if you're saved this morning, you know whether you're saved or not. And if you're questioning that, you need to get it fixed if you're questioning it. But if you know you're saved, the next thing is, are you walking with the Lord? Now, walking with the Lord entails, to me, first thing we do of a morning, when Lynn and I get up, we read the Bible, we share of our missionaries, we pray for them, we pray for you as our church family, we pray for the sick. And then as we go about our day, you know, when I see people, I see souls. I see people who are in need. And I forget the title of the song. I know Sandra knows the title of it. People need the Lord. That might be the title of the song. People need the Lord. Well, how are they going to get him? They ain't going to get him. Listen, not many people, as not many lost people say, hey, will you please come get me? I want to go to church. I wish it was that way. Not many, but a few. Now, the Bible says that many are going to, to hell, but few will find the way into heaven. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. There is not a way, a truth, a life. It is him and nothing else. Without him, I know that I am nothing. But when I think about it's time to turn to the Lord, it's time that we as Christians wake up and understand and realize that we have people all around us that are lost. Not all the time. No, I know not all the time. But sometime when I'm filling up with gasoline, there's most time there's somebody on the other side filling up with gasoline. How long does it take to say, hey, uh, how you doing? I got something I want to give you. And give them one of them little cards. Those Jesus coins, they're out here. Not many people are messing with the Jesus coins anymore. I don't understand it. Hey, they're right out there in the vestibule. It's a good witnessing tool. Say, hey, I want to give you something. I've not had one person to say, I don't want that. When you show that gold corn with the head of Jesus up, I mean, it's automatic. You hold it out like that. Let them take it. People are lost. People are hurting. We need to turn to the Lord. Turn to God. Turn to repentance. Hey, Lord, I don't know how many prayers I prayed for repentance. Lord, I repent of my thoughts, my words, my actions. I don't mean to do it that way. But the devil will see to it. This is sure as I get out of bed. He will start striking at me. Telling me what I ought to do and not do. This morning our devotion was on revenge. The man was walking over his property. And on the back side here was a big bag of trash. He goes through the trash. Finds an envelope with an address on it. He said I'll fix that person. He gathered up all that trash. He went to that person's property. He not only threw that person's trash back on his place. But he throwed his trash back on there. Hey. Revenge is not the way you go about it. Vengeance is mine. Thus saith the Lord. You say, just let people run over you? Hey, that's your decision. I'm not going to sit by and watch some dude come in my house with a gun and go to shooting up my family if I can get my hands on mine. 
Okay? I don't think God intends for you just to lay by and do that. But there's a lot of little, th- little things that we need to let go. Oh, I'll get even with them. Well, if you get even with them to satisfy yourself, God will get even with you. You don't think God's laid back there somewhere dozing. Bible says he never sleeps, he never slumbers. And listen there, nothing ever occurred to God. He knows my thoughts are way off. It's time to turn to the Lord. Secondly, listen, it's time to invest in the Lord. And I think, you know, what am I investing? Listen, y'all, I'm not talking about tithing. Bible says you need to tithe. Bible to me says if you're a Christian, you're going to tithe. You're not only going to tithe, you're going to give an offering. Invest in the Lord. How do you do that? You invest his word into somebody's heart. You invest his word into somebody's soul. You know, Paul said, some of us plant. The seed has to be planted, y'all. The seed is the word of God. If we don't plant the seed, don't expect the harvest, okay? We got to plant the seed. Somebody hopefully is going to come along and all of a sudden they see a little tiny leaf trying trying to poke through the ground. And they say, that needs water. And they water it. But the Bible says one sows, one waters, but it's God who gives the increase. You see, God, he's not going to do anything until we do our part. We are sowers, sowers of the word of God. And if we don't sow the word, what do you expect? Many of you have had great gardens this this time, and you still may be gathering. What if you hadn't planted the seed? You know what you'd have? Weeds. If you're not careful, you're going to have weeds anyway. Sow the Word of God. Water the Word of God. I've heard people say, I'm sick and tired of going to witness to that person. I could have said that about an old boy in Earl's Grove. Statistics say that it takes no less than 25 visits to win one person to Jesus. And I kept going, and I kept going. And I I finally told the Lord, I said, listen, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm trying to fish for him, okay? And it, no, no, not an audible voice, but I knew in my heart that God said, there's one lure you ain't tried. And honest, God knows my heart. I did that and the man was saved. I mean, what do you do with that? You plant the seed. You water the seed and then watch God work. It may not happen like that. You know, wouldn't it be something to go out and plant the seed and the next day go to gather your tomatoes and your beans and all the squashes and all the zucchinis and all of that. But it don't happen that way. You plant and then you wait. But while we're planting seeds and watering seeds, we need to be praying. Bible says that his word will not return to him empty-handed. Now is the time to turn to the Lord. Now is the time to invest in his, in his uh, work. And also, the third thing, it's time to march. 
with the Lord. You know and I know if we're out of step with Jesus. You know what causes us to get out of step with Jesus? Sin. S-I-N. And you spell that and you look in the center, who is to blame? I. I can't blame a soul for the way that I lived back then as a teenager. I can't blame nobody. You know, I, I think about our family tree. I had a granddaddy who was over six foot tall. He was a bricklayer. There's a lot of monuments still standing that he bricked. And my uncle takes me, makes sure I know where these monuments are. And I've been there and I've seen the brickwork that my granddaddy built. My grandmother passed away before he did. And he built his own monument and own coping out of brick. And I'm telling you now, it's not cracked. It's still standing. Been there near a hundred years. But my granddaddy had a horrible habit. He was an alcoholic. I have no idea what my mama, that was her daddy, had to put up with. Have no idea. I just hope that my granddaddy was saved. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. In our family also, was bootleggers. <laughs> I'm giving you my line. In my family's tree was chicken fighters. He raised roosters to fight chickens. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, God, so, I had a man tell me one day, you don't know how I was raised. I said, no, I don't, but you're an adult now. You're a grown man now. You have to make decisions. You know, I can't, I can't help my family tree, all right? Sometimes it's being said, oh, you Luther Owen's son, my daddy had a drinking problem. I, you know, I praise God that he delivered him from that. My daddy had a terrible habit of smoking. I'm going to tell you what used to embarrass me. When I was a young and he'd hand me 10 cents. We'd pull up at the store, he'd hand me 10 cents. He said, go in there and buy me a pack of cigarettes. I just might near brother took a beating and walk in there and buy him a pack of cigarettes. But he was my daddy. So I obeyed him. But at this point right now, listen to me. If I thank God. Now the genes are here. But I thank God that I've never tasted of alcohol. I thank God I've never had the first cigarette in my mouth. But I won't go into the things that do haunt me that I'm guilty of, that I reap what I've sown. Forgiveness? Sure, God's forgiven me. But the devil sees to it and brings it up what I used to be. It's time to turn to the Lord. It's time to invest in his work. But last of all, this morning, it's time to endure. 
for the Lord. You know what? I've, I've come way too far in my Christian life to turn around and quit. Mac knows. God gave me five preacher boys at Earl's Grove. Only three of those are still doing it. Two have just bombed out, which breaks my heart. I look back and I'm thinking, maybe I didn't instill in them everything I should have instilled in them boys when they said, God's called me to preach. I thank God for Gene Burdett. Some of you remember him, pastored car rent out 123. He was my daddy in the ministry like I'm Max in the ministry and he carried me to the hospital visiting. He carried me to rest homes. He carried me in homes. He let me preach. He's uh, 95, I believe it is now. Lives in Martha Frank's Retirement Center. But he invested in me. And he taught me what it is to endure. Listen. Not only, when, when I get up in the morning praying, asking God to forgive me of my sins and, and cleanse my heart and thank you for my salvation, that's this for the day. Tomorrow's coming. What am I going to do today? Am I going to stay straight for, for Jesus today? Am I going to put my trust in him? Am I going to invest my life in somebody else? Listen, I have two boys I got seven grandyoungs that look at their granddaddy and their daddy. What would it be like if I fell and bombed out? Listen, I started well. For God's sake, I want to finish well. I don't want to bomb out somewhere. But I, you got, you got to stay in the Word. You can't just throw it down and say, okay, this is it. I'm tired of messing with this. God ain't doing nothing for me. I tell you what, I'll never get over. There's a song, and I think I want the title of it, but I'll never get over the blood that I'm under. Under the blood of Jesus. You say, my life is so messed up. I don't know which way to turn. You turn to the Lord, and you turn to him every day. If you have to, you turn to him every hour. I'm going to tell you right now, temptation is real. Now, it's not a sin to be tempted, okay? But it's a sin when we yield to that temptation. And that's when we need God's power more than ever. When that temptation becomes the strongest, is to ask him to help us to get through the situation. Matthew 24, 13 says, But he that shall endure to the end shall be saved. You've got to hang in there, y'all. You know, it's time that uh, we as God's children turn to the Lord. Invest in his work. March for him. Stay in step with him. And I know you, many of you military people, you know what it is to be out of step. It don't look good. When the, when the rows march by, I was in a high school band, and when we marched, you could look at the rows and tell if anyone was out of step. People look at us today, they can tell. 
if we're out of step with God. How long does it take just to read a few verses in the morning and pray a prayer? It's not how long you pray. It's not how much you read, but read and get something from it to carry us through the day. You know where I eat breakfast? I eat breakfast based on what I'm going to do that day. If I'm going out to work hard, hard labor, I'm going to eat me a good breakfast. If not, I might get by with a banana and a cup of coffee, and hey, I can go to 2 or 3 o'clock. We, fix, prepare, we prepare ourselves for the day, and the way, best way to start is the reading of the Word. Many years, Lynn taught school, and she'd be in her classroom by 6.15 in the morning. I wasn't even turned over good. So therefore, we didn't have our devotional together. We had it separate. But now, we, we do it together. So husbands, wives, listen. I beg you, take, if, it, if you don't take but one minute in the morning just to read a verse and to pray for each other, you're a team. God's blessed you with a, with a mate. And it's time that our mates come together, march for the Lord, invest in each other. And for goodness sakes, don't get mad when one points out your faults. <laughs> Lynn, she tries her best to keep me in check. <laughs> you know, the best she can do, I'll get out of step. What did you do that for? I don't know. <laughs> and I wouldn't dare say, well, you turn your back, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> no, no. That's what the devil wants you to do, guys. Listen, uh, sometime... Uh, look at the church where you go. How's the church look? You know what? The church will not look any better than what you and I are doing. Let me tell you something. If I stumble and I fall, it's going to reflect on you as a church. People watching me. I mean, many times I have no clue who these people are. And they, oh, I know you. You, 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 Kenny Owen. Yes. And on the other hand, sometimes I've had them say, are you Kenny Owen? Now, what do you do with that? Sometimes I have fun with it. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not Kenny Owen. I, that's not me. You must, you got me mistaken. With well, it seems like I run across him. He looks just like you. You got a brother? No. No, I let them ponder over it a little bit, and then finally I'll say, yeah, you got me. I'm Kenny Owen. I hope I don't owe you any money. <laughs> if I do, I'm here to pay up. <laughs> but listen, it's time. Tomorrow will never come. We only have today. I wouldn't do anything to embarrass anybody, but I'm going to be here at this altar this morning. Susan's coming to lead us in our hymn of invitation. It's nobody's business what you come for. I don't go out and share, oh, so-and-so, come to the altar this morning. No, I don't do that. But I invite you, I encourage you, whatever need that you think you've got this morning, I wish you would come to this altar. If it's a man or a boy that comes, I want another man or a boy to come and kneel with this person. 
If it's a, if it's a lady, I want another lady to come. Don't, don't let me have to pull you out of the congregation to come and kneel with somebody. Listen, it's important, y'all, that we stay together, that we pray for one another. I beg you, I plead with you this morning. If you're lost, you need to be saved. Hey, now's the time. If you're lost, you need to be saved. If you're backslidden on God, you need to get back where you once was. God loves us. And Jesus paid the price. All we have to do is accept it. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us. Now is the time, Lord, for me to be about your business. Now is the time to sow seed. Lord, I know that your word says the harvest truly is plenteous right now, but the laborers are few. Lord, convict us to be more about your business. In Jesus' name, amen. Susan, what are we singing? Softly and tenderly. That's the way God speaks. I invite you to come. Go ahead, baby.
you be seated, please? Grayson, come here with you, preachers. Huh? Give me your hand there. Come stand with me. I'm so proud of this young man, Grayson Lee. Grayson's been in Bible school. Grayson's been with the children's group back there. And Mr. Travis led Grayson to the Lord. And so Grayson comes this morning to join our church and to be baptized in the river next Sunday afternoon. So what is the privilege of our church receiving Grayson? All right. I want to see your hand. I want to see a hearty amen out of you. Amen, amen for this youngin. And now they've got the whole family, okay? And so we're so excited. Next Sunday's going to be a, a, a great day. And if it's raining, hey, we'll do something. But I got a crowd that wants to go to the river. And uh, yes, it's going to be cold. But that's all right. If it's, been, if it's as hot as it's been a bend, it's going to feel good. So we're looking forward and excited next year on next Sunday, Good Night Alive. If I ask you tomorrow, did you hear that, you'll say no. <laughs> All right? Okay. Uh, Max, son, come and get the, uh, this family and uh, go ahead and walk them out there. And guys, get the doors open. I go by and uh, stick him up, Grace. You're all right, son. Thank you. Uh, care cards, go ahead and pass them to the closest aisle. And... Uh, Usher boys, please uh, get all the cards. Uh, make sure I get them. Now, may I say something? I say it out of a heart of love. Ernest is going to be here tonight. Six o'clock. I don't know what he'll share. But let me say this. He's just like my son. I met him on an airplane, and I didn't have to do what I did, but I gave him some money that somebody gave me to give to somebody who needed it. Ernest hadn't eaten in two days. My seat was with him. They passed around the snacks, two bites is gone. I says to him, I said, sir, would you like mine? Oh, no. I said, I want you to have it. I'm not hungry. I've already eaten. He ate it. I never thought I would see him again. And one Sunday, he showed up in Earl's Grove. That was 26 years ago. He says he's the black sheep of our family. <laughs> and every time we go to have a picture made, he said, can't you see the resemblance? We got white eyes and white teeth. <laughs> but he'll be here tonight. And if you got anything, bed sheets, comforters, shoes, whatever, if you could bring it tonight, put it in the commons area. We're going to pack it in that little susu. And we're going to, somebody help me now. I need, a, I need a good truck and a good young driver to drive this thing into Atlanta. I'll be going with you, but please don't put that pressure on me. To try to drive in Atlanta where we got to go. Because, I, hey, I'll blow up. My, that one nerve will be shot. Okay? Uh, but I need you. And I need you to, uh, to come to the rescue on that. Uh, and I would appreciate it very much. Scott, son, would you come uh, and dismiss us this morning? Um, I love y'all. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love you. And... I want to see you here tonight. Some of you don't come on Sunday night. 
You have your reason. I don't know what it is. I don't have to know. But be here tonight in support of Ernest. Okay? Uh, Scott, go ahead. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it's been good to be in your house, to hear your word proclaimed. Go with us now. Lead us and guide us in all that we do. And may we return tonight in support of our brother that's doing ministry halfway across the world. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.